every night and being back tonight. And uh, now listen, we'll, we'll, we'll rest when Jesus comes. All right. And so is anybody tired? Uh, it's a good tired. And uh, now listen, it, it would, I would say it would be nice if we could just live on that mountaintop high all the time. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is we get weary and we get tired and we enjoy the conferences. And, uh, but as I say at, at times, or I used to say when I pastored, it doesn't matter how, how loud you shout or how high you jump, which way your feet pointed when, when you hit the ground. All right, and so uh, the conference time is great. It's enjoyable to be around the missionaries and see the presentations and be challenged by the word of God. Uh, but tomorrow, more work begins. Tomorrow, many of you are gonna go to secular jobs and you know what? You're gonna need to be salt and light. And it, it starts, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. So it starts right here. And, uh, but may I say on behalf of all the missionaries, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about the fact that Amber and I are in a lot of churches and a lot of missions conferences, but I have to say Grace Baptist Church of Columbus, y'all know how to put on a missions conference. And uh, I, was telling, I was telling Brother Morrison yesterday, I said, you know, I said, uh, your church is very multifaceted. There's always something going on. I said, now that's great, but sometimes that can be overwhelming and tiring. And, uh, but it is good. It's good. Hey, listen, as I said, we'll rest when Jesus comes. And we'll have all eternity. But if you have your Bibles, if you would, take and turn to Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16. Now, I'm not going to talk to you about faith promise tonight. Some of you kind of looking. It's the last night of the conference. Most commitments were turned in this morning. Some will come trickling in tonight throughout the next week or few weeks. But uh, I want to talk to you about something tonight and to realize that, that there are still those that are waiting. In Acts chapter number 10, and I, I told you to turn to Acts 16. I want you to be in Acts 16. In Acts chapter number 10, it tells us the story of a man by the name of Cornelius. And Cornelius was a man that, that feared God, which gave much alms to the nation of Israel. And the Bible says that an angel appeared unto him and said, Cornelius, thy prayers and thine alms are heard before God. Come up as a memorial before God. Now you stop and think about this. Cornelius was a lost man. But his prayers and his giving got God's attention. Do you get that? The prayers and the giving of a lost man got God's attention. God knows everything. That includes your prayers and your giving. But the prayer, thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now, therefore, send men and call, uh, to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. But the Bible says that Cornelius waited until Peter could be convinced to go. Matter of fact, if you look, the Bible says uh, Cornelius said four days ago about this hour. Four days. He waited for the gospel to get to him. Do you know there are still people waiting for the gospel to get to them? 
Look with me, if you would, in Acts chapter number 16. Our story in our text tells us of a vision. The Bible says in verse number 6, Acts chapter 16, verse number 6, it says, now when they, it's talking about Paul and Timotheus and Luke was with them when they were gone throughout the throughout Pergia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysiah, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit, notice that capital S, that's the Holy Spirit, suffered them not. Verse eight, and they passing by Mysiah came down to Troas, verse nine, and a vision appeared to Paul. Now there's more than Paul in the group. But the vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia. What's the next three words? And help us. Verse number 10, and after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Folks, I want to talk to you tonight about this. The call for help. The call for help. And may I say, may I word it a little bit differently, but there's the call for help. And may I ask you tonight, how are you going to answer the call? It's not a matter, we all know we should. So it's not a matter of should we, it's a matter of how are we. How are we going to answer the call to help? Because there are still people waiting for the gospel to get to them. Let's pray. Father, help me now for the next few minutes to have the attention of these, thy dear people. Lord, as this conference comes to a close, Holy Spirit, I pray especially that you would move and work in hearts tonight. Lord, we know why we're here. We know the importance of why we're here. But Lord, I pray that you would help us to be willing tonight to surrender ourselves to whatever it is you would have us to do. Lord, it's not a matter of if we should answer the call. It's a matter of how you want us to answer the call. So, Lord, have your will and way. We ask it in your precious name. Amen. I was very thankful that, that Brother Morse, I'm assuming you picked the songs. Somebody picked the songs. I'm giving him credit. But I was very thankful that we're closing out the service, the conference tonight, and we picked the song, Send the Light. We sing that song, Send the Light. The blessed gospel light. Let it shine, right? From shore to shore. All right? There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Do you know what's frustrating? What's frustrating is having a need and asking for help and being told, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just too busy to help you. Let me illustrate what I mean by that. Could you imagine if, if let's, let's pick on Brother Daniel. He's a good guy to pick on, right? Yeah. And by the way, I told him I was going to pick on him. He came by and shook my hand. I said, hey, can I pick on you tonight? He goes, I'm going to stop coming by to see you. I said, this is a good pick on. Amen. But could you imagine, y'all have Home Depot or Lowe's around here? All right. Could you imagine Brother Daniel going to Home Depot or Lowe's because his wife's giving him money and said, now, honey, I want to buy you a brand new grill for Valentine's Day. He's going, I don't know that that's going to happen, but anyway. But, but could you imagine him going there and picking out the grill? Now, now listen, they aren't pre-made. They come in a box. 
And could you imagine him getting that thing loaded up in a box and, and, and pushing the cart out there and pulling his truck up? And he, here he is, he's by himself and he's got this grill and there's nobody at, at Lowe's or Home Depot that's gonna help him. And so here he is, he's struggling with the weight of this grill to get it up in his truck. And about that time, Brother Adam comes out and says, hey, Brother Daniel, how you doing? Hey, Brother Adam, come give me a hand. Oh, I'd love to, but I'm in a hurry. I don't have time. No, how frustrated do you think he would be of struggling under the weight of that and seeing someone that he knows could help him, but the one who could help just says, no, I, I'm too busy. I've got other things going on. It's not that important for me to help you, but the reality is, is there's a whole lot of people in the world that are struggling with the weight of their sin every single day and we pass by them because we're so busy. We gotta go from point A to point B and we're in a hurry that we don't stop and realize that every person we come in contact with is gonna spend eternity somewhere. Now, now listen to me, listen to me. The bars are full all over the world. You know why? Because people are calling for help. And, so, and, and whatever delusional idea that they have that they're going to get help there that's their call for help you you understand there's a reason why people are using drugs today it's their call for help you, you understand why so much sin is in the world it's because people don't understand that there is a savior who loves them and gave himself for them and yet we passed by them and they're calling for help but we're too busy we got too much going on. It's not a matter of if we should help. It's a matter of how are we going to help. In our text, we find the apostle Paul, he's trying to go in certain places. In verse number six, he's trying to go through, he had gone throughout Pergia, the region of Galatia, but the Bible says he was forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. And we find in verse number seven, they were come to Mysia, they essayed or they were wanting to go into Bithynia, but the spirit suffered them not. We, we find a man that's willing to go to places, but the Lord says no. Hey, by the way, most of the time the Lord says yes. All right? Just want you to, to, I just want you to get that. And by the way, we need to be thankful that the Spirit suffered him not because Paul was wanting to go in toward Asia, but the Spirit directed him, guess where? To Europe and to us. And by the way, I'm in Asia now, and guess what Asia is? It is a big, wide open door. You know why? God goes full circle. Paul was going to go west, and the Lord said, go east. And now it's gone to the point that the gospels come back around and the open door is in the far east. We were talking today, and you realize our, our country is one generation from being England. One generation. We're talking about the fact that you talk to people, young people today, under the age of 25 or 30, and guess what you gotta do? You gotta explain who Adam and Eve are. We're in the so-called Bible belt. But there ain't so much Bible in this belt anymore. Wait a minute. Before we start pointing the fingers at everybody else, 
the scripture says judgment begins at the house of God. When Paul was wanting to go into a certain area and the spirit suffered him not, and said, no, shut the door. But may I remind you that the Lord said yes far many more times than he said no. Matter of fact, if you study out the, the journeys of the Apostle Paul, you find 27 different larger cities that the Apostle Paul went to. And by the way, he went to preach the gospel. You find 58 cities total named in Scripture that the apostle that are linked with the Apostle Paul. So God says yes far more than he says no. I go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And God said to Adam and Eve, of every tree thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou mayest not eat. You know, we sat down, I sat down and did a study one time with our church. We did a Bible study on the will of God and we identified there were 30 something, I think it was 35 or 36 different fruit bearing trees. Adam and Eve could got up one day and say, I want a banana. I had bananas. They got up the next day and said, I want apples. Got up the next day and said, I want oranges. 30 something days they could have went before they'd have had leftovers. But there was one that God said, don't touch. You know why? God says yes far more than he says no. But you know what we focus on and fixate on? The no. The no. So many young people are going, well, church is just a bunch of thou shalt nots. There's a whole lot more of thou shall in scripture than thou shalt nots. Hey, young people, we serve a very good and a very gracious father. But God gets, or Paul gets this Macedonian vision. The Lord shuts the door and the Bible says a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Because one man, the apostle Paul, heeded the call to help. You and I have the gospel here today. Do you understand that? One man, one man got a vision and said yes. The prophet said, I sought for a man. A man. Not a group of men, a man. Among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap. The Lord said before me, but I found none. Listen, I, I stop and think about several years ago uh, uh, when I was in Bangkok, when I was still pastoring and I went with Brother Bowen and we did a pastor's conference and then a missions conference and we were out one day and we were sold with him and uh, we had a young lady named Bean that was translating for it. That's her English name. And uh, she was translating for us when we were out sold with him in a little canal village and, and uh, uh, I, we were talking to some folks and I kept noticing that this man kept getting closer and closer. He was trying to listen. We'd finish talking to somebody, we'd move on to the next little shanty and, and he keep following, he's like still getting closer trying to listen to what we were saying. And finally, I, 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 as we were wrapping up talking to somebody, I still made it look like I was talking to the person, but I looked over at Beam and I said, Beam, I said, is that gentleman still right over there? And she said, yes, sir. And I said, uh, uh, we're gonna turn and immediately go confront him. And so we turned and we started walking and the, the man just kind of froze. And I greeted him in Thai and, 
And um, I asked him, I said, sir, you, you keep following us. I said, is there something I can help you with? And he looks at me and he goes, are you a Christian? Kaboom. Yes, sir. And he says, could you tell me how I can go to heaven? I'd be glad to. No, I, I, no I'm, I'm leaving. I'm too busy. Lunch, it's lunchtime. I'm going to KFC. I said, I'd be glad to. Led him to the Lord. And I said, sir, could I ask you some questions? Why, you know, you, you were coming. He said, well, I saw you coming in. And he says, it's just unusual to see someone looking like you where we are. And I said, I understand. I said, but, but why? Why this whole thing? And he says, you know, and he didn't really go into the background of why. He said, but for two years, I have been visiting Christian churches in the Bangkok area. And he says, I've been wanting to know how I could go to Sawan, heaven. And he says, and everyone said, oh, well, we think. Hey, I don't have to think. I have a no-so. You know what he's doing? He's calling for help. He's going around to places. Why? Because he wanted help. Hey, they are still waiting and wanting to know how to go to heaven. How are you going to answer the call? Can I give you several things tonight and we'll wrap up the conference. Lay slip your shoes off. Let's have a watch night service. I'm on the winning side. How many, how many remember uh, Dr. Curtis Hudson singing that? I think one of the last times he sang that at the Sword Conference. A couple of guys started running the aisles. Yeah, we were talking about that. And he told me, he said, fellas, run a lap for me because I can't. He goes, but soon I will be. Yeah. How many remember, uh, you, how many have never sang Zion's Hill? A few of you never sang Zion's Hill? How many of you remember Lester Roloff singing Zion's Hill? Yeah. Heaven's going to be sweet, isn't it? Wait a minute. Between now and when we get there on Zion's Hill, there's work to be done. And there's people waiting. And it's not a matter of if we are going to help. It's a matter of how are we going to help. May I say, number one, how do we answer the call for help? Number one, we answer the call with prayer. In verse number nine, it says, a, a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and there stood a man of Macedonia, and next three words, and prayed him. Some of you may never travel to a foreign land. Some of you may never share the gospel with anybody here. But may I say, every single person here in the sound of my voice, you can pray. You can pray. Stop thinking that your prayers don't matter. You know, every single one of us as missionaries, we have these little cards that we hand out to everybody. What do we call those? Prayer cards. We don't call them information cards, although they have our information on them. We don't call them contact cards, although it does have our contact on there. You know why we call them prayer cards? It's because those are a reminder to you to pray for us. Prayer. You say, my prayers don't mean much. Oh, little as much when God is in it. And may I say, God loves to hear the prayers of children. I was so tickled the first night. One little girl came up to me and she was like, she goes, we prayed for you. And I said, thank you. And then she started telling me what their family did. 
you know, and uh, they keep a th- uh, the prayer cards. Or, and I forget how she said they did it, but she said they pull out a card. I don't know if it's every meal or every week. That's the missionary they pray for. She said, but she goes, we started praying for all of the missionaries before the conference. Yeah. And she's a little bitty thing. Huh. Can I remind you, Cornelius' prayers came up as a memorial before God. A lost man's prayers came up as a memorial before God. You think God likes to hear his children? I, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed picking on some of the Han kids. I tried to get Samuel to sit with the, the guys today at lunch, and he didn't want to. Yeah, he's shaking his head at me. He's like, no, too much of an adult conversation. I want to be a kid. I've enjoyed that. You know, as much as I've enjoyed that, they're not my grandkids. My grandkids call. I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. Wait just a moment. I've got an important phone call I need to take. You know why? They're my kids. Whose kid are you? Huh? Somebody pick up the phone and get President Biden on the phone for me. Yeah, we're just hoping he can remember his number, right? <laughs> Sorry. Normally, normally, I don't do politic jokes. But the truth of the matter is we can't pick, we can't pick up our phone and get him on the line. But we can get somebody far more important. How do you answer the call? Prayer. 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 I told you the other night, get you a map of the world, divide it in, in the, the time the, the, the time time zones. Thank you very much. Amen. I'm suffering the same thing. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> time zones. I start praying. Start praying. Find missionaries in that time zone and pray and pray and pray and pray. I may never go to certain parts of the world like our dear brother, but you know what I can do? Pray. Matter of fact, I think it's Luke chapter number 10. The only time I find the Lord giving a prayer request is he said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers. Where's praying for laborers on your prayer list? It's the only prayer request that the Savior gave. Where's it at on our prayer list? Huh? I know that Grace Baptist Church, there's a lot of things going on. I'm sure you still could use workers. Huh. Where's it at on the prayer list? You have not because you ask not. Brother Gazaway told me that he looked at our ministry website. He goes, man, you've got a good staff. I said, oh, no, they're not staff. They're volunteers. You know how that happened? Prayer. Prayer. I, I, I grew up. I grew up in Georgia. I grew up just south of Chattanooga. You know who has influenced me? Dr. Robertson. Dr. Robertson said George Mueller has George Mueller's way where he prays and tells no one. Lee Robertson has Lee Robertson's way where he prays and tells everyone. I like that. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to say, you say, your video wasn't very professional. Yep, can you do a better job? I'll hire you. And I say, hire. I can't pay you. But the rewards out of this world, right? Because that's what we're working for, the eternal. But it starts with prayer. How do you answer the call? Number one, prayer. 
prayer. May I say number two, how do you answer the call? You answer the call as a person. Look in verse number 10. Verse number nine, there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed to him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Notice this, and after he, Paul, had seen the vision, he thought about it for six months. He said, I, you know, man of Macedonia, I, I might need some further training to be able to be versed in Macedonian. What's the next word? Immediately. Immediately. How do we answer the call? In our person. In our person. Listen to me. So many people are waiting. Oh, God just, God hasn't called me. Stand up and testify how God hadn't called you. Because I got a whole chock full of Bible where God has commanded us. You know, I, I felt like God led us to start a church outside St. Louis in a little town called Edwardsville, Illinois. You know, many years later, uh, when I was pastoring in Newburgh and I began teaching at Shawnee Baptist Church uh, College in Louisville, as I would drive I-64, I found that there was a suburb of Louisville called Edwardsville. I sat there and I thought, Lord, all these years later, I'm over here in this area. Did you want me to come to Edwardsville, Indiana? And the Lord said, is there a church in Edwardsville, Illinois? And I said, yes, sir. He said, I guess that's a good enough place for one to be. You can't take the gospel to the wrong place. You answer it as a person. After he's seen the vision, immediately, immediately. Listen to me. Brother and Mrs. Lee K, would y'all come up here? Help me out. They stood up on their presentation the other night and he kind of ended it with, I'm about to turn 63. And he says, in two more years, semi-retire. You know what? He deserves to. Hello. 30-something years on the mission field. You want to help? You help with your person. Somebody's got to take their place. You're right. Amen. I just don't know how I should help. What? It didn't say they waited six months to go into Macedonia. Immediately. 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 Now listen, I'd be lying to you if I said every time God called me, I went immediately. No. Because you're like me. We have to have God convince us. I'm standing here tonight. Can I get on my knees and beg you here tonight? Answer the call as a person. Amen. I told you, thank you, Brother Ms. Lickett. I told you, I had the teenagers for high school chapel, and I told them, I'm a sissy missionary. I like air conditioning. I have a good mattress in Bangkok because I rolled it up, put it in a duffel bag, and took it with me. It's check luggage. Y'all laugh, but you like a good mattress too. Yeah, told you I like coffee. That's $5. <laughs> I got to start over. I lost my train of thought. No, I'm teasing. I, I told you I, I like Starbucks. We're five kilometers from a mall larger than the Mall of America. I got my choice of three of them. Anybody like Kentucky Fried Chicken? There's one right around the corner from our distribution center. Hey, and by the way, they have a thing like Uber Eats. And they deliver, and it's a whole lot cheaper there. Matter of fact, they have KFC Thai spicy chicken. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. Unless you don't like spicy food. Y'all pray for Brother Gasway. He needs to get right with God, learn how to eat spicy food. Amen? How do we answer the call? As a person. As a person. Young people, look up here. Do you see my hair? It's gray. You know what that means? It means I'm getting old. Thank you. <laughs> you want to encourage me like my wife does. Amen. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is one day my voice will be silent. One day, Brother and Mrs. Leake won't be able to be in Honduras. Somebody's got to take place. Hey, I, I got news for you. Pastor Hans not the founding pastor of Grace Baptist Church, is he? There was somebody that came before him. Hey, guess what? If the Lord tarries is coming, somebody will come after him. But that means somebody's got to answer the call as a person. You, he's 43. How long has this church been in existence? Oh, so even before you were born. Huh? But wait a minute. He's 43. You've been here eight years. You came at 35. If he retires at 65. Huh? Let's, let's get some eight-year-old. How old are you? Come here. No? You don't want to do it? Come here. Come here. How old are you? Come here. What's your name? Benjamin. Could you imagine Benjamin is the next pastor? Well, hey, wait a minute. Don't, don't. Josiah began to reign at eight. Huh? Yeah. Eight years of age. He's 43. So that means uh, 22 more years. He's 30. <laughs> you got a hard time with that? 22 more. 30. I bet you're going, that's old. You think 30's old? Come see me in 22 years, buddy. If I'm still here. Yeah. Stop and think about that, though. The Lord tarries. Somebody's got to take his place. That means somebody's got to answer the call. That means when God, when God calls, here am I, Lord. Send me. It's a, thank you. It's not a matter of if we should help. It's a matter of how are we going to answer the call to help. May I say number three, and this will be the shortest of my points because I've been hitting on it all week. We answer the call with our pocketbooks. We answer the call with our pocketbooks. Look in verse number 11. The Bible says, Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothrace. Yeah, I'm going to just stop right there. And then the next day, Neapolis. Wait, wait a minute. They kept going. Somebody had to fund Paul's journeys. Somebody had to help Paul to be able to go. I, can I remind you, this is before the Philippian church. This is, the, Paul's about to go into Philippi, so it's not the Philippian church sending once and again unto his necessity. 
I told you in Sunday school, who's the book of Acts written to? A man by the name of Theophilus. The same guy that the book of Luke is addressed to, oh, most excellent Theophilus. I told you in Sunday school, I personally believe that Theophilus was a wealthy benefactor at the church at Antioch that when he got saved, he had the means in which to help the apostle Paul. I think Theophilus sat there and thought, man, I, the word Theophilus means lover of God. I think Theophilus says, I want to live up to my name. I want to love God because God loved me and sent his son to die for me. And then he sent somebody to Antioch to tell me and says, Paul, where are you going to? Look, look. If you are driven and want to do something for the Lord, people get on board with it. You don't believe me? How many of you said amen after that presentation this morning? You know why? Because you sat there and go, wow, God's working. I want to be on board with that. The apostle Paul was one of those personalities. You loved him or hated him. But you couldn't deny either way that God didn't use him. A lot of people probably said, yeah, I don't really like the Apostle Paul, but man, he's getting the job done and I want to be a part of the rewards. Can I be real transparent with you? There's some missionaries I help give scriptures to not because my personality and their personalities mesh. Matter of fact, it's usually pretty get, goes pretty much better when I let Tan deal with them so I don't have to deal with them. You know why? Because I still got that Georgia redneck in me. But why do I do that? Because personality is not the issue. The issue is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I look at them and say, while their personality and my personality don't mesh, they're working to get in the public schools. They're working to get the gospel preached. You need 80,000 John and Romans to go in the public schools the month of December. Boom, they're done. You got them. They're yours. Really? You do that? Yep. Yep, I'll do that. My wife knows exactly who I'm talking about. Y'all think, I told you, I'm not super spiritual. But I know good things when I see them. Answer it with our pocketbooks. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, see that you have and give alms and provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not. You know what I want? I want a treasure in heaven. I want a treasure in heaven. Lay not up for yourselves treasure on earth where moss and rust doth corrupt and thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Say lastly, number three, number four. How do we answer the call? It's not a matter of if we answer, it's a matter of how do we answer. Number four, we answer the call as partners. Look in verse number 10. He writes in verse number 10, it says, and after, next word, he, Paul, had seen the vision immediately. What's the next word? We. Paul saw the vision, but Luke says we. We endeavored, we endeavored. 
the scripture goes from that point from we or from he to we. It goes from third person to first person. Missionaries are the ones that are called, but may I say partners are needed for the work to be accomplished. Don't, don't start looking at it as, well, that's just our supported missionary. No, that's your partner. It's your partner. I, 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 Brother Gazaway and I were, we didn't do much work yesterday. We drank coffee and talked and philosophized, solved the world's problems, did quality control. Good job, by the way. <laughs> but I made a statement to him that every church is a stockholder. All the pictures that you saw in that video, that's part of you. Two years ago, you took Best Missions on for support. That's part of you. I view you as a partner, whether you view me as a partner or not. But we answer the call as partners. It's not a matter of that's their ministry. No, that's our extension ministry. You realize every missionary that you have is an extension of Grace Baptist Church. Your partners. You understand that's a lot of fruit to accounts. I, every time we our missions conference is coming up at our sending church in a couple weeks, I'll be there. You know why? Because I want to check out the missionaries. You know why? Because we're partnering. I want to know if I like my partner. If I don't like you, then I'm going to find somebody that will be an intermediary. Yeah, y'all are looking and laughing. You're going, is he serious or not? Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is through the years, there's been missionaries that I've come across that I sat there and said, man, I like what they're doing. I like how God's using them. I want to get on board with that. I want to be a partner. Partner. Listen, I, I don't financially support Mark Holmes in Nigeria, but I take time out of my schedule two weeks every year and go to a third world country as a sissy missionary and I endure the hottest time in Nigeria. He thinks it's humorous to bring sissy missionaries over and say, let's see how tough you are. I endure two weeks. I always call it my two-week Nigerian diet plan. <laughs> Y'all laugh. You think it's funny. I dropped 10 pounds pretty much every trip. Yeah, and it's not the way I want to. Why do I do that? Because I view him as a partner. I view him as somebody whose God is using in a part of the world that I scratch my head and go, how in the world? But it's God. And I want to get on board with what God's doing and be a partner. It's not hard for me to keep up with him, keep in touch with him. Matter of fact, I was messaging this morning. You know why? Because I view him as a partner. It's not a matter of if you answer the call. It's a matter of how are you going to answer the call? How are you? Don't wait on somebody else. How are you going to answer the call? Heavenly Father, 
we sing it. And Lord, I've asked them to sing it for the invitation. Send the light. There's a call comes ringing or the restless wave. Send the light. Lord, the question tonight is, it's not will we hear the call. Lord, we hear the call. The question tonight is how? How do you want us to answer the call? Lord, there may be some here tonight Lord, with their health and such as it may be, for them to answer the call with prayer is a very big deal, and I thank you for their prayers. Lord, there's some here tonight, may they realize that they don't have to be just a teenager to surrender to missions. I was 46 years of age before we surrendered to missions. Lord, I know a man that retired at 65, went to the mission field for eight years until his health wouldn't allow him. Lord, that was his retirement. And there's still a church in Nong Plop, Thailand today of caring believers because he took his retirement years and went to the mission field. Lord, there's some here tonight you're calling. That's how they should answer the call is by surrendering themselves as a person to you. Lord, there's others that can make the financial commitment. And then lastly, Lord, all of us can answer the call view our missionaries as partners. Lord, it's not a matter of if we hear the call. It's a matter of how are we going to answer the call. Holy Spirit, please do the work that only you can do tonight. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me, please? Our heads are bound, our eyes are closed. As the pianist begins to play and Brother Morrison begins to sing, send the light, send the light. How are you going to help answer the call and send the light? There's a call comes ringing o'er the rest.